0: Welcome to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secrets of the C suite. I will be speaking with industry leaders on hot and trending topics. Enjoy the podcast. Good afternoon and welcome to EGN Leadership Conversations. Today we have with us Ninja Ong. He's the Deputy MD of Pastry Pro Malaysia. Ninja is with us to talk about a bipolar leader and that gives me a lot of uh, expectations and also perhaps I get excited to hear it's a different topic so Ninja great to have you with us how are you today
1: yeah good uh really excited as well Uh, if you could feel my my chest right now you could feel it uh pumping quite hard (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's great. Well, you're coming on the show at the right time. We have 150 episodes out there. We currently rank top 80 most listened business pod ty- podcast in Southeast Asia. So with you on the show, I'm sure we're going to climb higher. So what is it all about today then, uh, Ninja? And uh, the topic and but maybe first of all, can you just introduce yourselves to the listeners, please?
1: Yeah, sure. So my name is Ninja. Um, Chinese is Wang Ningxia. So Ong is my surname. So um, for my story to join Patriot Pro is really about um, getting into a leadership position of a second generational leader. So my dad is the first generation and this is something that I've taken over as part of the family business. So learning about uh, going through my, my conditions as well as stepping into a leadership position makes me think a lot about my impact um, on the people around me and gives me a bit more awareness as well to the topic of mental health and um, similar conditions to family members and colleagues. So that is why I feel that um, talking about bipolar leader, not just from a first perspective, but also observing through my career in management consulting, some of the most genius um, partners or managing directors that I work with may have some hints of that as well. So I thought that if I could share my perspective today, um, all of us could be a bit more aware about uh, working with a bipolar leader or being a bipolar leader yourself.
0: Yes and I think that resonates a lot with me Ninja I'm speaking a lot about you know anxious over achievers as leaders perhaps you know it's the anxiety that fuels us perhaps to work harder and perform at a higher <laughs> level putting in more effort than everyone else and you know so I'm not surprised to hear that you you say that many are, uh, of of leaders are bipolar but maybe you can uh, tell us first about uh, sort of defining the topic what is it that you would like to talk to us about uh, the bipolar leader today?
1: Yeah, i would think about it from uh, different layers to it. So on a more overarching uh, category, this would fall under wellness or health in general. So under health, I normally categorize it under physical health, then you have mental health, you have spiritual health, and then Sometimes people include financial health as well. All four are important. Each of them support each other health in different ways. But mental health is something that I would like to go on a little bit deeper uh, in today's topic. So specifically under mental health, there is bipolar disorder, which is one of the the more, um, I would say newer, in terms of modern psychiatry or or psychology to explore in, um, the more conventional, the more traditional one that people often are are aware about are depression. But when you think about um, bipolar, there are two sides to it. So these are people who experience both mania as well as the depression side. So to go through that kind of a roller coaster ride, takes quite a lot of uh, discipline to know when to hit the brakes a little bit or to pump up the gas, right? depending on what stage you're in. And that awareness and that empathy towards people who are going through that, I think it's, it's something that is, is very important to share.
0: Yeah, and and how can it? Let's start with you know how can it work uh, in favor, or and how against you as a leader? Because there must be two sides of this, right? And you said when to hit on the brakes and when to go faster, perhaps. Uh, but it can be a benefit as well, can't it? Can you elaborate a little bit of this?
1: Well, I would I would say it just gives a bit of a larger spectrum for. For people to work with, for people like myself to work with. So when you are when when I am tilting towards the more mania side, um, it's very obvious that ideas come. Um, you have more courage to work on these ideas. You are less um, restricted in the paralysis analysis kind of way. So if you see people around you that have that kind of characteristics, um, they don't seem to be uh, bothered by some of the more, de- some of the details that other people are bothered about. Um, and that can be good, right? Of course, it's a double-edged sword. Um, when you are too reckless with it, When is a bit of a bell curve, right If you're too reckless with it, then you are going to the extreme of uh, dangerous territories, right. But if you're able to regulate it in a way that you are able to sustain as well and not be burned out, I think that's the other danger of uh, overexerting in this when in this phase, then you are able to optimize your decisions versus uh, a more rational thought um, process in your everyday business decisions.
0: Yeah. And, and what should one do? Let's say if you're bipolar, and I'm sure there's many of the listeners uh, uh, who are bipolar, what should they do then when they go into that depressed state and you still have to show up at work? Oh, Any tips friend. that you can yeah. share there? Okay.
1: <laughs> so uh, when I when I knew I was in a depression, and the last one was actually in 2012, 2013, um, I was going to a psychology degree, so I've am I have graduated since, and I was looking up all the reference books, all the therapies I could find in the school library, talking to lectures and all, and I went through as many as I could. Um, I can't say for sure what actually helps. Um, at the end of the day, for me, it was just time. So what I, uh, it's, it, it might sound a little bit sad, but for me, it was just trying to get through one day at a time. Sometimes it's just one hour at a time, right? And I had a little bit of a motivation for myself going on when I'm in that state. I lowered my standards um, so low, I said that as long as I'm able to make one person smile a day, my job that day is complete. And I'll go from one day to the next trying to achieve that. And for me, I get one person to smile, even if it's a emoji on the chat room or things like that. I, I forgive myself of all other uh, guilt or, or anxiety. <laughs>
0: Right, and basically, I mean, we have also a lot of high achievers listening today, and if if they think that they're bipolar, but maybe they haven't seen a psychologist yet, maybe they're not ready to openly discuss it, maybe they haven't even discussed it with a partner, or they might not even know that they are bipolar. What should they do here? You think any suggestions? Um,
1: assuming you're high achiever. Audience are in leadership positions, I do think that you do need to be a little bit crazy to seek leadership positions with all that responsibility, that that power and that um every all that burden, right, of of choosing for other people. I think everybody just has has a tinge of madness to walk down that path. <laughs> so, in my in our opinion, um if you're in that position right now. And of course there are days that you feel fantastic about yourself, right? Like you are, you you have full confidence, you say that I deserve this position. And there will be days that you you doubt yourself that uh, why why you why are you in this position? What what kind of decisions you have made to brought into this? So even if it's just a, a day, a week, or a day, a month, um, definitely you're on the spectrum. I think everybody has that tendency no matter what. So Um, One thing that that works very well for me is uh, meditation, and actually I read about uh, uh, Vipassana in your book as well, Nick, so one of your friends went through it and it was uh, very beneficial to him, and I could say the very same thing as well, Um, so I've been to the course like four or five times now, so my family are a group of meditators, so one of the first things we learn there in this self-awareness, mindfulness meditation is to be very aware of our uh, thoughts and emotions on when they're ups and downs. And when we are aware, only when we are aware, uh, we can do something about it, right? So going back to the analogy of when to pump the brakes or when to speed things up, um, when you know you're going too fast, um, drop a few balls right make sure you you know which which balls are glass balls which balls are plastic balls just drop a few right it will just help you unload and help you uh, regain your your pace on how things are going and if you're too far down on the other end of of a depression um a, a very easy uh not to say easy, but something easy to remember to keep in mind is, is say more yeses than noes, right? And uh, the flip side is flip side works as well. Say, say more no than yeses, right? And that only comes if you are self-aware with what stages you're in. So coming back to um, also thinking about empathizing um, the people around you, they may have similar conditions. Um, I think the trust is very important on how far along the relationship and the rapport you have built with the colleagues, your loved ones or your even your bosses, right? And to, to really hold them accountable of uh, things they've said and only through that kind of factual objective discussion that you can open up uh, more softer um, conversations with uh, mental health and Almost everyone, actually, I've, I've been to quite a few of these uh, sharing sessions, almost everyone, um, once I start sharing about the journey, everyone has a story to tell, right? So I don't believe that you would meet with someone and say, oh, you know, that's, that's not for me. Uh, I don't know anyone around me with that condition. I, I don't believe it. <laughs> it just means that you haven't put enough effort to build that trust or, or build that safe space to have that kind of conversation.
0: Yeah, and this is exactly the point uh, here I think you're touching on here, Ninja, because indeed, if we feel that it's not that we don't have any mental health issues ourselves, then think about indeed your friends or your family or other loved ones around you or colleagues. So we need to be fully aware about this so we can look out for one another because What I know is that it doesn't come natural to people uh, to open up and say (laughs) that they are suffering. We need to build these relationships and have these open conversations when we're feeling good about things, so that when we are not feeling good about things, we easily can tell someone. That's the kind of relationships that I want to have these days. And just like you said, Ninja, before we started the conversation today, that. You believe that in EGN it's about having authentic sharing and confidential sharing. We should be able to share the challenges, we can help each other. And that's why I myself put my uh, biggest challenge when I had the biggest depression and I fell into alcoholism addiction a few years ago. And I put that in a book because I thought, you know, once I shared this, things cannot get worse. I shared my darkest secrets and how I came out of it. So therefore, people feel quite safe to share when they are feeling down with me. And that's the kind of person I want to be. There's someone opening up to me every day, sharing about something. And in fact, there was one person, a good longtime friend for 20 years, who wrote to me yesterday and said that he is bipolar, but he's just also uh, been I've been to the doctor who said that he can never drink alcohol again because he's been drinking too much alcohol to medicate himself to co- cope with his bipolar. But now he has an alcohol problem on top of it. And he said, Nick, can we speak? And of course, I will be there for him. And he would never have written this to me unless I had shared my issues first. What do you think? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. In, in this case, um, ignorance is not bliss. Um, if you don't know about your condition, you're just a victim. you're just a, a plastic bag on on top of a wave right that you just you just go up and down with it right with some awareness you are able to actually regulate it a little bit better, move yourself to a, a, a place or a condition or an environment that is more supportive. Um, it is exactly what you spoke just now, right Like if you know people around you who are, are going through that, you can be the reminder of uh, the good times when they are low or the bad times, right? When they are too high, you can tell them, hey, you know, you um, you have, have made mistakes before. What makes you think you won't make the mistake again, right? To just anchor them down to reality a little bit and vice versa, if you are too low, you say that, hey, you know, if you, you've achieved so much in your life, Um, what makes you think it all ends now, right? Um, all these stories are helpful only if you're able to tell them to someone who trusts you and that awareness and to, to to your surrounding and the people around you is so important otherwise those conversations will never be surfaced absolutely Ninja
0: and thank you so much for coming on the show to talking about this important topic today and we're coming towards the end here today but is there anything you want to add any closing remarks Ninja that you re- you want to leave the listeners with
1: Um, Well, I I do have a quote um, from Aristotle himself, if you don't mind. The quote starts with saying, no great mind has ever existed without a touch of madness. So that is why we, we need to recognize the madness in the bipolar leaders around us and more importantly in ourselves so that we can achieve great things more sustainably towards the future
0: i love that and what a great closing remark thank you so much for being with us on the show today ninja and if someone want to continue their conversation with you what's the best way for them to reach out to you
1: um, just look me up on LinkedIn. I'm pretty sure my mom gave me a name where it's very unique for now anyway at the at the state where we are at like 8 billion population. So if you type in On Jar, I think that's only one. <laughs> so just look me on LinkedIn. I don't think I have a lot of restrictions there in terms of like uh, emails or whatever. Um, and from there, uh, I'm always happy to share with anyone that is going through it right now. I have people going through it. Um, this is one of my my life's theme as I progress through all my other agendas and objectives in life
0: (laughs) Fantastic Thank you for listening to EDN Leadership Conversations, the untold secrets of the C-suite To listen to more episodes, please visit our website on com slash podcast. Thank you